Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It is a moving right along Tuesday afternoon. No more autopsy on an NFC title game in which we pretty much all identified when the patient died on the table. It was when Brock Purdy went down. How does this patient now, the San Francisco 49ers, get up off the table, get up off the slab, and meet what I think is about a two, possibly three-year window we're legitimately competing for a Lombardi trophy is the annual goal. How best to get there? We got a show about that today. Michael Irvin joined Ray and I yesterday, but it was over on the stream. I'm sure many of you may have missed that. We'll have that for you at 4.15. We're live with Peter King early in our 5 o'clock hour. And Ray, we got a lot of stuff to get into, including two coaching hires from today. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Congratulations to him. He is off to Houston. Um, it is a congratulations being a relative term. It is a soft landing spot that comes with a paycheck that will change his great grandchildren's lives. So, at the very least, generational wealth is certainly his and his family's going forward, and that's a good thing. And Sean Payton is going to be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Terms yet to be discovered, but the deal that allows him to talk to the Denver Broncos has been consummated with the New Orleans Saints. So we got some news today. Yeah, uh, D'Amico Ryans did well for himself. I don't know if the Texans did well by him, though, because the Texans are still the Texans. And between their history of not figuring out how to run an operation and their lack of patience with their last two coaches... I'm not sure that what he gets is what he believe he'll have a chance to accomplish. That said, he knew that going in, so he doesn't get the claim surprise. The Texans were out there where everybody could see them being awful. So if he can fix this, then he's underpaid no matter what he's making. And if not, I'm sure they'll turn on him like they've turned on so many others. I think it is a soft landing spot, though. I think it's a, so it's a hard job. But it's a soft landing spot because the Houston Texans at some point have to realize that their franchise cannot be seen as a coaching carousel that never stops spinning after 
one year of evaluation, they moved on. He's got a six-year deal, and I think this team has to give him three to four years at the very least from an octet from an, from not just an optics standpoint about another burning through African American head coach as quickly as humanly possible, but just from a football standpoint. Plus, he is one of theirs. He is a Houston Texans alumni, and that should buy him one more year of good grace than they would be willing to extend to someone otherwise. I think it's a great spot for him to be in. Patience is afforded to very few first-time hires, especially by this franchise. So they almost have to be forward with that this time around. They, they, they're, they're sort of, they painted themselves into a corner of incompetence that only a decision to stick with a hire could possibly get them out of, whether it win or lose. I'm glad you said almost, because all those things are true, yet the Texans are the Texans. They sure are. And that is that is my reservation. It's not about whether he can be a head coach. It's about whether he can be a head coach there. They're still trying to sort out who makes decisions in that building, even though they fired Jack Easterby back in December. I don't know if they even know what their structure is right now. And that's an unfair burden to place on a first-time head coach who has to fix a team that just finished winning three games for the third time in its 20-year existence. The good news is he's got an opportunity. A generational wealth-changing level paycheck will be his. And congratulations. Nowhere to go but up with the Houston Texans. There is no doubt about that. Uh, he deserves it. He deserves it. He comported himself perfectly since his promotion to defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. They were unquestionably among the best unit in football every day he coached them. Oh, that, no, that, his resume is not to be disputed. And this goes back to when he was a player. I mean, nobody doesn't like him. My only hesitation, like I said, is that Houston doesn't know how to point to Dallas. And I mean physically point to the direction where Dallas is. That's how awful they are. And you say that they have to, they almost have to be patient with them. Almost is Especially exactly the, Q- the right again. You would think they would be patient with it with a QB but, reboot to boot. But I, but I don't I ju- I don't trust Cal McNair and I don't trust uh, Nick Casario. And I have a feeling that the general manager is going to get replaced soon too. So he's going to spend at least two years, you know, having to deal with just the the raw turmoil of the Texans building. And after that, who knows what they get. Uh, are you right? Should he get four years minimum? Yeah, I'd say so. But I just don't trust the Texans. It's a long-term fix. Hopefully he is a long-term solution for them. Good luck, D'Amico. You officially need it where you're going. Um, Sean Payton. The Saints are going to receive the Broncos' 2023 first-round pick, which was number 29 overall, and their 2024 second-round pick. For Sean Payton and the Saints give up a 2024 third-round selection back to Denver. So the Broncos can now go ahead and start negotiating what is going to be, you know, an annual coaching salary that I'm guessing begins north of $17, $18 million, possibly north of $20 million. Because Sean Payton played this pretty smartly 
by letting everyone know, hey, it's not just Denver or bus for me. I'm interested in other jobs, other jobs that might even include the Houston job, which made him more valuable than just pointing in one direction. He played it well. And ESPN.com is reporting that the Broncos, again, have traded their first-round pick to Seattle last year for the blockbuster trade for Wilson and then acquired a first-round pick from the Dolphins in a trade that sent Bradley Chubb to Miami last year. And that pick originally belonged to, say it with me, the San Francisco 49ers who gave that pick to Miami to trade up for Trey Lance. It's amazing how all these things are intertwined. Well, eventually they all have to be because... It's a pretty small shop when you look at the 32 teams. But it's interesting to me, not so much what he's going to make, because he is at minimum going to be the second highest paid coach in the NFL. And may make they may give him more money than Bill Belichick. To me, the question is, how much roster control is he going to get? And that's where I think the interesting thing, interesting part of this is, because the money's the money. You know, none of us are going to see any of it. It's just going to go from one wallet to the next. But how much control is he going to have with a team that's owned by a new guy, with a general manager who's probably a lame duck to one extent or another? So to me, the question is, is Sean Payton going to have the same kind of power where he's at that Kyle Shanahan has where he's at? Because that's the thing that you'll be able to see on the field. Don't know whether or not he really even wants it. He has always worked with a general manager. And to me, more than complete roster control, where Sean Payton needs to have total clarity to take this job in Denver is, do I have your full confidence to be the one to pull the plug on Russell Wilson if it's not working? Like that to me is the one position of roster control he must have. The rest of it is negotiable. But he's got to have final say in whatever year he deems is the year where we're either going to keep going forward with Wilson or cap hit be damned, cap numbered be damned, damage be damned, sunk cost be damned. If I say it ain't him, that is the direction we go in. If he has the power to say that, then he essentially has the power to say everything. You so, would think. You would well, think that, they I mean, go well, hand that, in hand. And that's why I raise the point. Because if he's the one who's going to go in and be able to make the call on Russell Wilson, then he's going to be the one who gets to make the call on everybody. In which case, he does have roster control. And the reason why I raise the point is because Russell Wilson is sort of the, the, the thumb you just hit with a hammer being held up up to the light it just if you can't if you are restrained by money from doing with him what you want to do then you don't have roster control and i cannot imagine that sean payton took this job just for cash behold just the third winning streak of three or more games by the golden state warriors all year that's what they accomplished last night in oklahoma city they were up 18 after the first quarter held on to win by eight uh, exemplary games from Curry, Clay, and Draymond. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is a very good NBA player. And if I could buy a little stock in Josh Giddy, I would do so. Oklahoma City, very interesting. They made last night's game interesting, but the Warriors picked up the win. We're going to take a little look at that. We got a great show for you today. Again, Michael Irvin in about an hour from now. Conversation that Ray and I had up the stream with Michael yesterday. Peter King comes up. 
in our 5 o'clock hour around 5.15, 5.20 as well. This is a uh, day of red and gold reaction and a little prognostication, if you don't mind me saying. Brought to you by the San Francisco Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. And Damon and Ratto, we're going to come on back. Ray, we're coming on back. We're going to talk about the target that the San Francisco 49ers are officially shooting at. When we come on back here on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Pfizer. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. We are uh, brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at zenny.com. Good to have you here, Damon and Ratto. We got Michael Irvin in about an hour from now and two hours from now. Peter King stops on by live in our 5 o'clock hour to uh, talk about the news today of the D'Amico Ryan hire, the Sean Payton uh, negotiation that is now officially underway with the Denver Broncos. And we're going to be obviously talking to Peter Ray about the bullseye that the San Francisco 49ers are shooting at, you know, over the next two years. I think that they legitimately, legitimately have a two-year window to, to win a Super Bowl. And let me be perfectly clear what I mean about that. It, it should be kind of obvious, but I want to further explain it so there is no confusion what I really mean. So two more seasons of you know, in quotes, that went well football 
is going to yield you, of course, your 17-game-long regular seasons, plus at least three playoff games and possibly one more, accounting for either a wild-card game or a Super Bowl appearance, right? Like, that, that's so sort of what we're looking at. So we're really talking, Ray, about the next 42-ish possible games to be played by a deep-run playoff football team, no matter what uniform you were. You know, we're talking about a 42-game window here. And in this 42-game window, the chance for this franchise to win a Lombardi trophy is really there. Now, a lot of the things that they're doing have to continue. they got to make the right choices. they got a big offseason coming up. And obviously, there's probably no faster way to undo this opportunity than by inviting in a little quarterback chaos. <laughs> and that seemingly is upon us. So, you know, call it a rocky start, whatever you want. It's it, it certainly it feels like you're right behind the eight ball thanks to this Brock Purdy injury. Um, or Trey Lance's development, lack thereof, that whatever you want to say is the result of all this. And, uh, you know, obviously, if, if Christian McCaffrey, the yardage factory, were to go down, that would be the second, if maybe not the 1A best way to bring to a screeching halt these major plans of, in the next 42 games, winning a Lombardi trophy would seem like a great idea to me. They're going to have an opportunity to do that. They are, but the only thing, the only problem I have is that you almost can't look two years down the road at anything in football. The one benefit they got today was that the uh, the salary cap got bumped up another $15 million, so they can do a few more things creatively, financial-wise. But given the way injuries happen in this league, and not just 49er injuries, but across the league, you are always one ACL away from being rogered. You have to plan like you've got a window that big. But, and, I, and here's where I'm going. The fact that Kyle Shanahan is as quick to adapt as he is when it comes to roster construction and replacement, that's what's going to keep the window open more than anything else. Because you can't guarantee who's going to survive a season. I mean, what are the odds you're going to go through four quarterbacks in a year? I mean, and still end up with, with 15 wins. Like roughly zero, but they managed to do it. And now you couldn't get $5 from anybody who could tell me with any surety who's going to be the starter when the preseason starts. So I think it's not so much the plan, it's the ability to react to the plan that will determine how long their window stays open. To buttress your point about a two-year window is even a large ask. Let's just be honest about the key players on this team. The time is is ticking on very important players. It's just the reality of the NFL. Trent Williams is, I might body slam this team in an NFC title game years old. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's 35. Uh, George Kittle, who's been hurt in the past, obviously, is going to turn 30 in October. How many more NFL games does George Kittle have left in his body? Does he have 42 games left in his body? A career right now stands at 82 games. So does he have half of his career remaining in front of him? It doesn't sound like an awful lot, but when you look at it like that, I guess it kind of is. 
I don't think it's uh, unfair to say Christian McCaffrey is maybe the, you know, among the most tread off the tire oldest 27 year olds in football. I wouldn't undo the trade that brought him here for all the money in the world. I mean, well, if it were up to me making all that money in the world, sure. But you, you know exactly what I mean. He is, he's worth it, even with the tread off his tire. Christian McCaffrey unlocks the key to so much success. We see that. If Christian McCaffrey's the oldest 27-year-old in the NFL, Debo Samuel's probably the second oldest 27-year-old in football. And he's played only one full season in his career. His body has taken such a beating. So the time is ticking. And to say 42 games is the window probably is a little bit you know, pie-in-the-sky hopeful. And really, it boils down to next year. I'm glad you feel that way, Ray. Because that walks me into my next point. Is it time to bring in Tom Brady? Is it time to bring in Tom Brady? Today, Brian Baldinger was asked by our Morning Rose guys, is it time to bring in Tom Brady? And here is what Brian Baldinger said. Well, you know, when, when it was just eight teams standing going into the divisional round, <clears throat> the oldest quarterback of the eight teams was Dak Prescott at 29. It's a young man's game. And mm. I'm not here to knock Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady if they want to keep playing. Keep playing. But I, I, don't want to, I just don't want to build my team with a 40- or a 46-year-old quarterback. Like, I just don't. I don't care if it's a one-year rental. Like, I, I, I want to sustain excellence. You know, they got Joe Montana, you know, at a Notre Dame in 79. They got Steve Young. Like, they built it the right way with those teams, with a young quarterback. Like, built, whether it's Trey Lance or whether it's Brock Purdy or it's somebody else. Like, give me a, young, a younger quarterback that I can, I, I know I'm going to have him for the next five years. Mm. Brian Baldinger knows more about football than Ray and I could ever pretend to know about football. But I think he has evaluated this situation incorrectly. The 49ers are, right now, sustaining a rare level of excellence. It's a level of excellence that has not been dotted with a Lombardi trophy, but they are, more often than not, in the NFC title game. You're not looking to build a franchise around Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the cherry on top of the franchise that has already been built. Who better than Brady to roll the dice on Ray to get what is, I believe, the target that the 49ers are officially shooting at next year. And that target is hosting the NFC title game, repeating as division champs and accumulating the most wins in the conference so you host that game. That's the target if I'm Kyle Shanahan. Who better to help you reach that target than Tom Brady? I don't know that there is somebody, but... Baldinger raises a couple of interesting points, even though he didn't say them specifically. Brady has stayed healthy unusually well, almost to the point where he's sort of like cheating the Reaper by being as healthy as he is. But if the 49ers do not address the rest of their offensive line to the right of Trent Williams, he will become yet another casualty because I believe if you look back at all the quarterback injuries that we've got, most of them, or at least the, the majority of them, can be pinned to the fact that this is the one weakness that offense has, is that they don't pass protect very well. And if you want to have a team that can throw the ball freely and not have to rely on the, on the 28, 29-year-old, 27-year-old Christian McCaffrey, 
you've got to get better at that. And the fact that they haven't yet, and in fact, let Lake and Tomlinson go in what I suspect was Pennywise Pound Foolish edition. Um, I think that reveals the, the one weakness in Kyle Shanahan's roster building, which is, yeah, you can have skill guys all over the place, but you have to keep them upright. And if you can't do that, then having Tom Brady is as much risk as it is reward. Secondly, Shanahan had a chance to do this when Brady was a child of 42 and wasn't interested. And thirdly, and this is probably the most salient point, if Brock Purdy can be back fully operational within six months, you probably don't need Tom Brady. These are good points. Thanks, we will, We'll get to your concerns about the offensive line, Brock Purdy's recovery, and Kyle not buying in earlier. I just want to talk you through where we are right now. I don't want to move the medical, the metaphysical future and past around or even talk about the offensive line, which, as it stands today, is underrated. They had two rough games, but two rough games with three very young guys who just learned very valuable lessons that will hopefully forge their offseason of all getting better. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Tom Brady has not missed a game due to injury since 2008. There's no amount of aging that changes that as a fact. And the ability that this team needs in any quarterback is durability. And you can say it's a ticking time bomb. It is a cost. It is a risk. It's all worth it. But over his last 50 games in Tampa, he is a 67% career passer with 108 touchdowns, only 33 interceptions. And he's only been sacked 21 times on average over those three seasons because he still gets the ball out faster than anybody in football. He finished second in MVP voting just two seasons ago. I see people are talking about, well, Damon, he's too old. He's just washed up. I don't think that would be the right thing to do. This is not a long-term fix. This is a deal with the quarterbacking devil of one year. It, that's what it is. And let me just get even like a simpler question in there. Let me give you a couple more facts first. We're, we're talking about his, his 15 Pro Bowl appearances. He's going to be 46 years old on August 3rd. That's a big number. But a much bigger number than that was the 733 passes Tampa asked him to throw last year. That number would be around 550, like worst case scenario for Tom Brady. That's 34 passes a game if he were used exactly like Brock Purdy, who averaged 34 passes per game as the Niners starting quarterback. Is there anyone, all due respect to Brock Purdy, is there anyone in the NFL available at a price you could probably land Brady at who guarantees more completions to 6 to 12-yard passing routes next year? One more point, okay? Is there anyone in the history of the position of quarterback who has had more success Throwing to elite tight ends, pass-catching running backs, and catch-and-run wide receivers than him. 
I don't think so. I, I, I think he creates an instant buy-in. An instant around the team. Like, hey, you know, we really did like Brock Purdy. And we all have an awful lot of confidence in Trey Lance's future, too. But a year of Tom Brady on a let's see what the hell happens if you do that? Why not? Well, as a practical matter, here's why not. One, he's going to cost $30 million. He's not coming in for 15. He made 25 this last year, and he's not coming here to take a pay cut. There are other teams out there that are interested in him that will easily meet that price. So it's a bidding war that we're talking about. But what if Brady is officially in the I just want to win mode? I want to sign with the team that gives me the best opportunity to win at the end of my career. That leaves him one choice. So I'm, I'm not saying okay. that that's... I, I, who knows what's in his own mind? Oh, I don't... Yeah, you don't know. I don't know. So, sure, he could he could do that. I don't think it's very likely. The other thing, and this is a weird dynamic that's going to require a lot of humble pie being distributed around the table. It's who gets to run the offense? Kyle or Brady? I'm going to guess that Kyle wants to run the offense and that he's not going to have a lot of debates about this and Brady's going to want to run the offense and he's going to be equally stubborn do you risk sort of operational clarity which they have now for the one year that you're looking for I don't know the answer to that I don't know that Kyle knows the answer to that but I do know that three years ago when Brady was three years younger and you know closer closer than you know, closer than he is now to, you know, his peak years, Kyle didn't want to make a jump at it. He preferred Aaron Rodgers, which would lead me to my point, which is if you're interested in Brady, why not be interested in Rodgers? Because Rodgers comes at a price of, you know, closer to $50 million. But if he, that but, is enough to upset the apple cart of excellence that you would want to round a quarterback. Again, we're not talking about Brady at a premium. At $30 million, I will roll with Brock Purdy and his surgeon. Okay. No uh, doubt. Okay. Well, but, that, but here's my point. If you want to make the argument that you could convince Brady you could win a Super Bowl, uh, you just have to take a haircut on the money, you could apply that same theory to Rodgers. If he's desperate to do that and just restructure his contract for down the road, just go, okay, $15 million this year, and we'll figure out the rest of it later. But here's what also makes Brady more desirable than that. You don't give anything to Tampa. This is just a free agent, man. You don't. We don't need trade for Aaron Rodgers. With there's none of trading for a player we can't afford involved in Brady. If it's the price is right, find yourself a better landing spot, Tom. You can't. And in terms of options, I don't know if there's a better option. Can you even imagine what the first Tom Brady offseason at Sarah High School looks like? I mean, you got Vern Glenn standing on a box covering that thing like it's the Super Bowl, and you have maybe roster-wide buy-in. Like, the starting defense might show up to that workout. Brady, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, all thrown together at Sarah High School. Is there anyone who gets as much of an off-season buy-in to working out off the Tom Brady? I just... it. 
like a a two-year deal for Brady, a one-year deal for Brady, to me, sends the right message to Trent, to Debo, to Kittle, to McCaffrey, to Warner, to Bosa, to Armstead. It sends the right message as well to two young quarterbacks who are waiting, hoping for their turn. Brock coming off surgery, Trey coming off way too raw to be ready to go. I just think that it's officially time for the 49ers to say to themselves, our best intentions of trying to create the perfect quarterback to go forward with in the future have to be somewhere down the priority list, which is now secure home field advantage for the NFC Championship game next season. That's all that matters. There is nothing further down the road guaranteed. So do that. And oh, by the way, I think the first step to doing that is now figuring out what is going on at the defensive coordinator position. Uh, I saw that they have scheduled an interview with Steve Wilkes of the Carolina Panthers. To me, Vic Fangio is also in play. Fangio's in play, and so is Chris Harris of Washington, apparently. To me, Fangio would be the choice only because it's officially... It's a, you make that higher and then officially do not have to worry about it going forward. You know, it's like like the part in Forrest Gump. He's like, well, mama and I used to have to worry about money, but we don't have to worry about that anymore. So that's nice. You don't have to to worry about your defense if you hire Big Fangio ever again. You can do fine with any of the three. Yeah. That's my, that, it almost doesn't matter who you, who you take there. The, the Brady thing, it's intriguing, but. Then we get back to how long do you want the window to stay open? Do you think you can get two years out of him? But you just said, let's not even get no, nuts but, enough to but, think about but two you're years. The, but you set, up, year. you set up the framework here, so I'm asking you a question that I don't have the answer to. If you have Brady for one year and you don't get it done, do you bring him back for the second year of this window you want to keep open? If there was no doubt that he was not the reason why it didn't happen, I would say... Yes. Now the gas will eventually run out in his tank. There is no forever. And you're you know, you're as in the red of pushing a professional athlete's timeline as you can get. Brady's still not given us a reason to doubt him. He still hasn't. His season last year framed as washed only by those who do not know what they're talking about. Yeah, that, that's not even discussable because it's clear that he wasn't. He was not washed. He was on. He was on a team that wasn't very good. And you know, we we talked yesterday about what happens when you get one dimensional. One dimensional is easier to defend. Tom Brady on the San Francisco 49ers is a headache. And if you want to talk about offensive control and whether he or Shanahan would be able to veto plays and whatever, here's the, at this point, could, Kyle has to come into this. Just the death of his own ego could be the single greatest attribute to the Niners going forward. Who cares who gets the credit at this point? The whole point is win the damn Lombardi trophy. It doesn't matter who needs to die, who needs to be resuscitated. It just just win the the, the win it all next year. That's it. Your window is now. It's, Here it is. It's not credit. That's the debating point. It's who's going to be able to decide what gets called on third and two. Tom Brady wants to have that control. He had that control in Tampa. Here's the deal. We're going to send in what we think is the best play. And if, Tom, your experience and your seven Super Bowl trophies tell you to get into another play, you have carte blanche. You're Tom Brady. And if the play doesn't work, and it doesn't work enough times, 
then you've got the problem. Then okay, I'm just saying that there are landmines here. There's no perfect. We yeah. can't find perfect in any direction. No, but what I'm saying is Brady comes with a set of benefits and a set of risks, and the risks are greater than I think you're listing, while the benefits are exactly what you're listing. I think there are there are internal risks that are involved, and there is the fact that until they figure out how to protect the quarterback when he drops back to throw the ball. And the only solution so far is get rid of it within a second and a half. That's the thing that to me jumps out as the most significant thing they've got to address. Unless, now the, the equation changes if it turns out that Purdy's surgery is such that it's going to be a year. If they find more damage than they think they've got. In which case, yeah, absolutely, why not Brady? But if you're going to bring, if you can get Purdy back at 100%, and you believe in him more than you believe in Lance, and you believe in Garoppolo, why would you not believe we have all the other pieces put in place to keep this window open as long as I get me a guard, a, ta a tackle, and a center? If I do that, he gets to stay upright, and we get to do whatever we want. And I honestly don't know if you need all three. We'll talk more about that on the other side here, including taking a couple calls. Somebody says, Damon, is Lamar Jackson still on the table? Again, we're talking about avoiding a situation that leaves you quarterbackless in the most important part of your year. Tom Brady does not miss football games. He has not missed a football game due to injury since 2008. Now, past performance obviously does not dictate future results. We <laughs> all know that everyone is a play away from getting hurt in this league. There is no perfect out there. There is no guaranteed to work out there. I'm just betting odds at this point. If you're talking about the list of problems that come with Brady being more than we have put on the table... Who puts a bigger list of obstacles to overcome on the way to hitting the target of hosting next year's NFC title game? Is it Brock Purdy in year two? Is it Trey Lance in year four? Where is it? Or year three, I guess it would be year three. for It actually is year one if you want to get down to it. And that is a very legitimate point. I'd rather have Tom Brady making the audible than all due respect those other guys. We have much more coming up. Don't you go anywhere. It's Damon and Rattle here on 95.7 The Game. We're brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Great to have you here today. All of our guests join us on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. We got Peter King coming up to be enjoyed by all. Live in our 5 o'clock hour. In about a half an hour, Michael Irvin. He joins us here on 95.7 The Game. Until then... We've been talking about the target that the 49ers are shooting at for next year. To me, the target is simple. Host the NFC title game. Can't start with the Super Bowl, in my mind, until you start with that as your official goal. Host the NFC title game. Of course, you can get to a Super Bowl without doing that. But the easiest path, and that is what I would be seeking if I were the 49ers, the easiest path to the Super Bowl is obviously hosting the NFC title game. How do you do that? And again... Tom Brady feels old to me. Conceptually, it is the wrong time to be buying into the Tom Brady business. It's also the perfect time based on the timeline to win it all is now. Here it is. This is it. This is it. Do you want to risk careers not winning a Super Bowl on the further development of Tom of of of, of Trey Lance or Brock Purdy coming off of surgery or just cast your die finally? With Tom Brady, to me, I I would take that risk. I really would. And there's another reason, Ray, other than all that we have already put out on the table. Do you realize what a headache Tom Brady's been having in his life for the last 12 months? I mean, you and I, the one thing that we try to come back to in a lot of our conversations is these guys are not machines. They are humans. And that was hands down. No debate to even have the most distracted, pulled in other directions, Tom Brady, as we've ever seen. Coming home might be good for him. Might really settle down the sense of my my family's been a little lost by being closer to his parents once again. Bringing his kids back to the Bay Area. If that's something that could be in the cards that would make him happier, his kids going to what, Sarah High School? I don't know. Maybe all that would be exactly what the doctor ordered for him mentally. Again, I don't know Tom Brady. I don't know these things, but I I see these as merits, not demerits. First, Brady can't afford tuition at Sarah. (laughs) Touche. Secondly, that would have to be a Brady decision, not a 49er decision. Mm -hmm. Um. Is it worth him taking a haircut in terms of salary? That's also a Brady decision. But I I tend, without knowing anything about how his inner mind works, not the one he shows us, but his inner mind. As opposed to the outer mind. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, the, I know. You know, I just go the, on. The truth is, I don't see Tom Brady saying, I'll play there for less when there are other teams saying, well, we'll pay you more. Because I think Tom Brady in some ways has shown that, hey, I can go to a bad team and make it really good because he did it in Tampa. Oh, but that was a really good day he arrived Tampa Bay team. No, but... That was the best option for him to go to. But two years earlier, that was a bad team. And it was still not a complete team when he first got there because they added guys after they signed him. Right, and in year two, so, he won a Super Bowl. So he could conceivably, and don't laugh, I'm just using this as a hypothetical, 
he could conceivably look at the offensive guys that the Raiders have and say, I can make them dynamic. I can coach this team in ways that Josh McDaniel can't. And then all they really have to do is fix the defense. Great. He's also going to rush the passer and play corner and slot nickel? No, but I'm saying if this turns into a bidding war, the 49ers can forget the the hometown discount. Uh, well, look. Because, uh, well, let me finish. Right, no, I, I, I know mean, what you're about to say. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a practical matter to the point where the least you could pay him is the 25 he made last year. And if you want to, you know, commit most of the, the benefits of the, of the cap going up to that, while you still have contracts outstanding, particularly Nick Bosa, I mean, how much cap strangulation do you have to endure? Which brings me to my next point, which is if you bring in Brady as a simple matter of math, you almost have to find a place to trade Trey Lance and his $9 million a year. We'll talk about that in a minute. This is Gabriel in Napa Valley. What's going on, Gabriel? You're on with Damon and Ratto. Hey, fellas. Um, Tom Brady is available. Tom Brady wants to come to San Francisco. If you don't do that, in the big picture of what it means, possibly, potentially could mean to the 49ers, that's bananas. That's insane. Brock Purdy was an incredible story. An incredible story. Trey Lance, in his entire life, has played less than 60 games. Do you want, even if Tom Brady has the potential to get hurt because the line isn't upgraded, and Ray, you're absolutely right. That offensive line, I said all, all the last nine games, hey man, if they can keep Purdy clean, he'll be just fine. Purdy's not clean, Purdy's out of the game. Shoot, he might be out for six to 12 months. If you don't want Tom Brady as your leader with this particular team, it, even just in the, in the quarterback room, if he's injured, he's so smart. Uh, I cannot believe that anybody would choose that. And that's not me being sentimental. Uh, I, I don't know what, what you guys think about the Niners. I've heard they've stockpiled a zillion draft picks. Maybe not this year. No, no, they've got them this You'll, year. they got 13 picks. Well, my point being, they've done an incredible job, an incredible job of drafting, not necessarily first-round picks, but, you know, that third, fourth, fifth round. Go get some more surplus of line than they have to upgrade there, but everywhere else. They're supposed to be the best defense. They might have been exposed a little bit. But I just love the idea of him being that mentor to perhaps, perhaps this next quarterback. But you cannot go into the season with a dude that just had UCL and maybe Tommy John thinking that's your first guy. And Trey Lance has showed us he can't stay on the field. Anyway, I will bet you, Mr. Ratto, a bottle of Dariush, that my brother, August 3rd birthday, Tom Brady, is on the team uh, I'll deliver that personally to you wherever you ask for it. Tom Brady's going to be a Niner, and he should be. By the way, August 3rd, also the uh, birthday of, of my son. So there you go. I mean, it would just be coming full circle. So in other words, when I don't get the bottle, I can assume that you stole it. The kid, kid got it. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to um, celebrate Jack's third the, birthday. The, um, or fourth. The next yeah. one will be four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, time sure flies when you can't remember who your kids are. Um, all that makes sense in the abstract. But the question I would have is, why, if Kyle Shanahan wasn't keen on Tom Brady at 42, is he all of a sudden incredibly keen on him at 46? That's the one I can't get around. All the other things you can, you can negotiate one way or the other. But 
when Brady was four years younger, Shanahan said, no, nah, I think we're good. How many Super Bowls since that decision? I mean, maybe that enough alone is enough to make Kyle say, well, I, I probably got that decision wrong the last time I had an opportunity to add him. Didn't. Passed. Where he ended up. They won a Super Bowl. We haven't. Don't want to make that same mistake twice. Maybe. But I'd need an answer to that question. And I'd also need an answer to the question, when does Brock Purdy come back healthy? Well, if it's six months... I'm saying you pass on Brady again and you just go, this is my guy, but I'm going to get a better backup. And I'm going to get a better backup after that. Dr. Pandia was on today with Willard and Dibbs, and he knows more about doctoring than you and I ever could or would. And here's what he had to say about the Brock Purdy timeline as he knows it. For most NFL quarterbacks, I mean, there's a minimum of them. Most of them don't get surgery, but obviously he potentially may go down the surgery route. But I think that if he's going to get something done, most likely it would be a repair, which is similar to what Nick Mullins had. And the general timeline for that is five to six months in terms of getting back to play. Most people who get that done are throwing at three months. So assuming he gets it done relatively soon, he'd have him throwing May or June, and then he'd pretty much be ready to go at the beginning of the training camp. The only kind of wrench in that would be if he undergoes a full reconstruction, which would be rare um, for someone his age, and that would be a nine to 12 month recovery. So my gut feeling, obviously things can change based on what they see on the MRI, what they see during surgery, but that he get the repair and be back for training cap unless there's some major damage to the ligament, which you really only see in pitchers because they have so much degeneration in that ligament. Usually for a one-time event, you wouldn't expect that much kind of damage to the ligament uh, from one traumatic injury. Thank you, Doc. Sounds like best case scenario, back in six months, pick up where you left off. And if that does indeed happen... And he really is the prince who has been promised. Yeah, everything's fine then. And then you yeah. don't need Tom Brady. Then that's great. That's Congratulations. Yeah. You have the single greatest value in the history of the position ever found in the NFL draft. Mazel tov. Okay. Well, but the Brady debate requires, in my mind, that he not be available for the start of the year. And maybe if it's a year, not be available at all. So if we're going to continue the Brady debate, then it becomes, to me question of math and a question of power and Kyle Shanahan has enough I believe pride in his ability to run an offense that that could be a sticking point it might have been a sticking point last time it's time to be humbled it, I mean I think that the league has humbled that level of pride to the point where he must be saying to himself I don't care anymore I really like I, I really don't care who gets the credit here we just want to win it's not about credit and it's and, about the ability to, to be the guy who decides what gets run on t third and two and I don't know of any great coach ever who has abrogated that at any point and succeeded with it. That's the, that's the thing. Every time you've had a quarterback in the last 40 years calling his own plays, it's because the, the coach in general just said, do what you want. Do you think, honestly, Andy Reid sends a play into Patrick Mahomes that Mahomes changes on third and two, and there is any level of resentment no, it's but I don't think he changes that many plays. I think he do, he improvises off those plays. How about this? This is a great way to find out, Kyle, how good you really are. Because if you're sending in plays to the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's just in there vetoing them, vetoing them, vetoing them for his own ideas and having more success, how are you going to argue with that? How are you going to argue with that? And, I, I, and, I, and here's, here's how you who's, who's going to go into the, to the to the to the media and be like, "Yeah, man, I really sent in nine plays to Tom. He changed eight of them. They all went for first downs." Oh, uh, well, I'm angry.
And if they and if they don't go for first downs, what do you have? Then you have the Then you've got a problem. No, then you have the Bruce Arians in that first year with Tom Brady just saying, Hey, he and I need a better partnership here. And you know, I'm sending him plays that should work a little bit better. And Tom was a big boy. He wasn't scarred or scared of the criticism that Bruce Arians offered in any sort of media setting. It wasn't a fracturing of a relationship. And by the way, everybody, welcome real quickly to your four o'clock hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.